0: your time so empty no uh, well I, I run the office and uh, tend the cabins and grounds and and do little uh, errands for my mother the one she allows i might be
1: capable of doing
0: and you go out with friends
1: well a, a boy's best friend is his mother
0: Welcome to Mom and Pop Culture for another week. Say hello, Ima.
1: Hello, Ima.
0: Would you like to introduce
1: yourself? I'm the mom in Mom and Pop Culture.
0: That you are Penina Hafenong. Yes, your full name. It's out there. You can't hide it from the people.
1: Okay. I should have a nom de podcast, don't you think? <laughs> All right, well, okay. <laughs> I'm the mom in mom and pop mm. culture. That should be good enough, I think. All right.
0: All right. And I'm Ari De Niro. I'm the child in mom and pop
1: culture. And mm. the brains behind the whole thing.
0: Oh, I pull the strings. Our quick recap. Every show, I give you a pop culture mover and shaker. And I typically, this week, you got a vacation. Or this show i typically give you assignments you're working on some future episodes so it's i shouldn't give myself too much credit but this week we'll be kind of doing more of a candid thing that we started with grimes and with the lena del rey episodes except this will be fully doing in real time, just an assessment.
1: I think this is going to be odd because it appears that you've got all these visuals here and these people can't see any of it. I, so I'm
0: sure uh, we, can link to, go. we can link to okay. some of that stuff. And we're so gonna our be... listeners
1: are going to listen to us talk about Visual. visuals. <laughs> well,
0: it's like okay. There are plenty of podcasts about TV shows or movies where they discuss them. And I mean, oftentimes you have clips or you have something. Right,
1: to... it's something. We but... got nothing for the poor people here. Okay, go, go. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Do
0: it. Well, it's also going to be quite like our last episode we recorded, which was our Canada episode. In a way, speaking of pulling the strings, these are the kind of more silent forces that are kind of omnipresent in pop culture, in pop culture crafting, but you don't necessarily know their names. So part of this is like- You want
1: to shine a spotlight on on the visual artist, as a visual artist.
0: Oh, most definitely. And as someone who's a visual artist who's pop culture oriented, I'm going to be attracted to other people who are doing the same. It stands to reason, I mean-
1: You're mumbling
0: thank you <laughs> Your
1: mama, Ling. <laughs> this is your mother
0: <laughs> hello this is your mother that should have been the
1: that would have been a theme song are you coming home we're okay.
0: qu- quoting of course from Laurie anderson's Anderson. big science okay anyway see
1: i wasn't always devoid of knowledge in pop culture i just skipped a few decades
0: right. she was nominated for a grammy recently so there we go i'm better. on top of things well it's the first time ever so what does that say okay back we go i will not be derailed so soon at any rate also i think this is just a peek behind the curtain for people the evolution of the concept of this podcast i think came from you know when i get excited about somebody's work or i find someone who's done multiple things that i like and i see the thread that the connective tissue uh so to speak i'll like send them to you if I find a video or a backstory and so I found like a kind of profile of this guy so it does kind of make sense that I didn't necessarily give you any direct assignments because I'd already assigned you watching that video which is a, a really cool kind of interview they do with Robert Beattie who is the person we're covering. Five minutes in, it's a good <laughs> point at which to say who we're, we'll be talking about today. But he he's a really interesting dude, and I can't wait to talk about him. He's uh, w- one of my favorite illustrators working right now. But I'm sure we can link to that uh, interview that I made you watch so many weeks ago, pre-podcast, I think. But that kind of got the wheels turning. Oh,
1: that guy! Yeah. Got it. So, oh. Okay. Duh. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, okay so for, let's get into it let's go
0: here's the point of the show where i do my little spiel and give a little bit of background so basically what you'll see in that video which a lot of what i know comes from, <laughs> uh, from that profile because i mean he's like you know he's a celebrity to me beyond those few interviews you're, you're not going to really know of him or, but i follow him on instagram and he gives artists talks and things but you know i, I think visual artists tend to be a, a lot more unsung than other of artists which
1: is what we're trying to correct right today so a- a- yeah. anyway
0: basically what people are gonna know the most which i think we might as well get right into it is he's made a name for himself he is a musical artist as well he does like more avant-garde stuff i saw he was doing like a video installation sound experimenty thing he does show in galleries and things that he is um, kind of A musician's musician, so a lot of musicians, I think, feel comfortable dealing with him and sharing their vision with him.
1: Gets them. You're
0: right. Notoriously, I think, illustrators and I mean, any client, kind of art, freelance, whatever, there can be some brushing up against different ideas. Most especially when you have artists who work in different fields, and you know, an artist who's Uh, musically oriented is going to have a very clear vision and not necessarily have the same speak the same language and so like you're saying they're able to get it so the first one that we're gonna talk about basically if you look at the like indie alternative album covers that are coming out like if you go on say pitchfork or whatever at any given time their best reviewed albums tend to one of them the artwork seems to be done by robert Beattie, which is pretty cool to me so let's check this out so one that I think people love and if, if you're visually savvy or not <laughs> it doesn't seem to matter but like re- record stores tend to have like huge posters of this art and stuff like it, people really dig this I don't even know people who know Tame Impala or don't but people just want to like own the record we've talked about Tame Impala before on the last show and eventually we're going to get to Kevin Parker, like I keep saying. But for this sake, we'll just look at we're looking at Currents, which is the 2015 release from Tame Paula. But just the bit of background is uh, also he's like a guy. He lives in Kentucky. He collects like a bunch of old technologies and he's a tinkerer. And he kind of like takes them apart and reshapes them. A lot of times for these like gallery shows and video installations and things like that but he takes like vintage computer hardware and does all kinds of funky stuff with it but also a lot of his work we're going to see from the illustration perspective is very computer dependent and so I think that's a linkage but anyway we're going to be talking about Tim Paula's currents to start with so We're gonna do our visual analysis.
1: Can I just say you are saying "Tame Impala"? I think it's important to say because when you say it, it sounds like Tim and Paula, like (laughs) Tim and Paula. People uh, like who know inside
0: (laughs) baseball. Well, no, I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, okay, so we're looking at an album co- sure. cover of a a band, a person.
0: Uh, a person. I mean, he performs with a band when he tours, but in studio okay. he does all the instrumentation. A musical himself. artist
1: known as Tame Impala.
0: Whose real name is Kevin Parker, as I've said.
1: Whose real name is Kevin Parker. Correct. Is...
0: From Australia.
1: Oh, he's Australian. Correct. Okay. All right. Maybe that means something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what so do I'm you I'm looking see? at this album cover. Can you, like, turn it so I can see it? All right. So, what we have is, like, pinstripes on a diagonal. Oh,
0: I should say, what do you think the theme is?
1: I, I don't know. You... I, I got nothing to go no, on no. It's, no, like, you... unfair. You saw that video. Oh, good Lord. It was ages ago. Like, he seems like a little gnome-like hermit.
0: <laughs> kind of true. <laughs> who
1: works with, like, old technologies. Uh-huh. It's like he's tinkering in his mom's garage, kind of thing. And like you can just imagine her saying, "Time for dinner." And like he calls in a day, and yet he's, you know, doing this really cool stuff for people. But it's like, right, I think... it's such a like it's such a weird sort of vision. He's in Kentucky. And I, right. he, like he's in the heart of like near 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 near, near <laughs> and he's in his like mom's garage. It seems like, and he's and yet he's doing this really. It's a very stuff. It's also a very. It appears to be like a very hermetic. No, uh, he's like a little. Her- I'm, I'm not joking about the gnome like thing. He's like eh, this little hermit guy. I
0: fully agree. Working
1: on his own.
0: There's also kind of a, a hoarder aspect. You know, you see at. Uh... His student- which i have
1: to say is also part of the appeal for you because <laughs> there's a lot of that anyway in you my li- friend so okay he
0: lives in like a very small like shed it seems like you're saying and i think you're right whereas he's like the rock star of album art right now you see him actually doing the work and it's like a very unsexy kind of like bit like you say he's a hick who lives in the middle of Tucky. I
1: don't know that he's a hick, but it this it seems it seems deliberate to be living. Sure. But
0: uh, uh, he was born and raised there. He talks a lot in that video about like he wouldn't want to live anywhere else. You know, he's toured as a musician and as an artist, but he still goes back there.
1: And and this to my mind is as long as we're talking about pop culture and the role of an artist in all of this. That to my mind is the big difference between say him and anybody else you've shown me up till now this this
0: willful isolationism
1: <laughs> Well everybody you've shown me up to now has been has been a celebrity has been flirting right. with celebrity has made being a celebrity part of the work
0: Well but with Canada say uh, last episode you know if you can think back to when we last recorded <laughs> I remember it but it, again, the, the, those producers of the music videos. Yeah, 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 The music videos. Right. Tame Impala, of course, is that. The song with the gorillas in the music video is on this album. Okay. That's the. Like,
1: as if I remember that. Like, my point here is this guy is, like, living the anti-celebrity life. And, right. in fact, is more or less kind of, sort of living, like, the quirky guy in high school. <laughs> you know, who's in the A.V. club. Like, that's
0: My point is, yet the celebrities seem to see something in him, right? All the celebrities are going to him and like.
1: Right. So I think, I mean, the interesting part for me is that technology gives you this connectivity so you can do that. They can access him and he can be inaccessible if he would like. Right. I think. From culture. And. And I
0: To make it connected to the work as applying the tourist kind of thing. And we basically hinted at it and almost outright said it the whole way. I think the vintage kind of thing that you see in his artwork and the styles that we'll discuss when we actually get to talking about the pieces themselves. harken to his interest in vintage technology and also into like escapism. My point being, I think there's an escapist bit maybe toward his secluding himself to put himself back in a past kind of mindset or something to be apart from the modernity, I don't know. And being surrounded by this old technology and all that stuff maybe leads in that, but I don't know. The manner he does make these is very I wouldn't say modernist, but I mean, taking full advantage of the Adobe suite and modern technology. It's an airbrush-looking technique, but it's not like he's actually doing airbrushing. I'm tempted to say he's, like, apart from society and everything and to go down that path. We've said this before on the podcast. He's not, like, Amish or something. (laughs) So let's get into the first one. Okay, so again, we're looking at Tim Paula's currents from 2015, and like we do with these analyses... We just start off talking about literally what we see, and then we'll get into the meaning and the Taurus bit. So,
1: here's what I see I see pinstripes, regular, regulated pinstripes on a diagonal. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, through this, is one like sort of red slash with a ball, looks like a ball bearing. Mm -hmm. And then the pinstripes are in this like kind of oozy liquid. Um, perfect pattern
0: right almost like a kind of lava thing happening then to that red slash dripping and there's a gradient going on here Yep, which we're going to see a lot of gradients there's a gradient also from dark in the back where that fades out the pinstripes that's it goes literally from black so that the typeface which is in bold yellow type is able to be red. That yellow also matches the yellow down here, the very tip of the end of the gradient. And so it's a limited palette, right? We're looking at those pinstripes are overwhelmingly purple, right? It's a combination of purple, black and I think the highlights might be a little bit white but probably a lighter variant of the purple just to give dimensionality to the lines but basically there's kind of a would you say like a optical illusion quality to it too the multiplicity of the lines i think achieves that just looking at it it's like an assault on your eyeballs they
1: look like waves or or like wood grain or fingerprints.
0: Like we said for Grimes, like we've said for Lana Del Rey, when these artists release singles, now the singles are being released to like YouTube or whatever, which is a visual medium, but they'll do the like official audio, which won't necessarily have a video attached, but they'll have, which would be true back in the days of actual physical seven inch singles too, of album artwork that is just for the single. And he did that as well, and it all is with making use of the ball-bearing kind of optical illusion thing. And I'm going to open it up so we can look at it more, because there's more of that. you want to describe this? So now uh, we have the, it's a double LP, so we have the double LP spread opened.
1: So we're looking at 24-inch horizontal, the stripes now go, the pinstripes go horizontally, Mm -hmm. and the red sort of interrupted flow of that with the ball bearing at the end is like centered right in the middle. And then when it gets... Kind
0: of in like an eyelet shape a little bit too. Yeah.
1: And, and now when it goes all oozy and liquidy, there's also rainbow colors that have been added.
0: It kind of looks like coral a little bit. Sea anemone, whatever kind of vibe with the thinner lines as they separate out. And also I want to say the highlight around this red seam that is like quite literally a through line (laughs) we have the now as you said it's a long horizontal spread so making use of that the light of the pinstripes now tapers in a kind of like atari symbol kind Mm of
1: there's something else that goes on here when you Look at the ball bearing now. Right, it's an eye. It's an eye, and it's an eye, and then it's all liquidy, so it could be like tears or ooze coming out of the eye, right? Or eyelashes or something. Right. But it does have this kind of. If you look at it a certain way, it looks like it's looking back at right. you, right? So
0: I will also say I think the approximate size of the ball bearing is about the same as on the cover, and the highlights are basically the same. I think it's the same image. Right? I don't think Yeah, it
1: could look like a bowling ball too. You know, it's just but it's clearly spherical.
0: On the back we kind of have just
1: We kinda go back to the pinstripes, just a little bit of disruption at the bottom corner. Okay,
0: so now we're gonna look at the sleeves inside. This is a picture of Kevin Parker actually working on the album. That's like his studio setup. It's solid purple on the back with another photo of him in the bathtub. But we have continued optical illusion with like zebra stripes that are purple and then i think this is really cool
1: so the center of the album the stickers the sticker at the center of can you turn mm-hmm. so the center of the album on the apparently the a side is the circle has been like almost bifurcated in mm-hmm. on one side but now it looks like a horizon line kind of and uh
0: like a reflection of the album cover with the yeah.
1: So the top is is clearly the ball bearing, and the bottom are the pinstripes. But now you've got a horizon line, mm-hmm. and uh, and like the yellow brick road. Only it's red. That red line is now I'm, like. I'm also fair. seeing
0: like a man on the moon kind of thing. If you turn it to the side, do you uh, see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a moon less there. so. If you keep turning,
1: it could be like a mushroom. Yeah. Right. Those could be the gills. It could also be. Oh, I
0: see what you're saying. It could
1: also be. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. this way Hiroshima. Hiroshima, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the 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 spherical like the the solid ball bearing kind of feel has has absolutely dissipated once you. I
0: want to return to something you just brought up though. Right. I think it's an interesting packaging and design choice to make. This is the A side. Where the illustration.
1: Oh, it actually says B. Right. I could have seen that. Well, and
0: you'll see uh, there's another disc in here, and the labeled the there's a a clear decision. All the text is on one side, the illustrations on the other, and the side that's you know the first side you're looking at is the illustration. So you'll see on the other disc, which is the C and D sides, the D side is labeled with all the information. And it says the other side, what's on it. And, but there's still another illustration. So let's look at that now.
1: Okay, on to the next album. So, so now we've picked up that mustard yellow. Right. Same kind of zebra stripey sort of thing. Solid yellow the on the side, back. yellow. Uh, we've
0: got right. two, like, Polaroid photos again supplied by Kevin. He's always shot from behind, it seems, working on the album. As I said, D side is labeled. And it says what's on the C sign, all in that same masthead font. Okay,
1: quick, turn it over and want to see. Oh, now it's two red lines Mm -hmm. down the middle and more of a shadow. So kind of sunset. Mm.
0: Interesting. This is probably his most famous work to date. I don't think that's a really controversial statement. What's interesting to me about him as an illustrator and why I probably like identify, as you say, I tend to pick people who I have some sort of related, you know, people like what they can relate to, what they respond to. And so the kind of movers and shakers, again, that I choose for the show tend to be people who I connect to on a kind of personal level. So basically, the way I'm kind of structuring this is not only around the theme of that kind of vintage throwback thing that we're now using this really, I guess, as a base, going to be able to compare everything else to. But also looking at the bifurcation kind of the two sides of he does straight editorial work for publication. We're, we're going to be looking at the New York Times the Magazine the New York Times itself.
1: When you say straight editorial work, we're talking about illustrations for print.
0: For print media. Print media.
1: Right, he's not.
0: News like op-ed okay. opinion art. He's
1: not right. Writing it, he's illustrating it. Great. Okay, that wasn't clear to me. Editorial
0: illustration, but he also, like I say, is this like highly sought after, specifically for indie art album. I just wanted to
1: say one thing. Oh sure. There's also there is a lot of still on currents here. Yeah. There's a lot of reference here to pop art. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of um, echoes of Peter Max. Sure. Yeah. That's right. That's what I wanted to say.
0: I. I think that's a great point to make because, again, I want to use that as kind of the template that we're going to compare contrast against in as much as I think so much of this, I guess I have Greta Van Fleet on the mind because you and I had such a, and this, I guess, dates this episode a little bit, but it's a few weeks now after. (laughs) As long-time listeners to the podcast, all three of you will know, we have a strong relationship and feelings about Saturday Night Live. And so we watched Greta Van Fleet's just atrocious performance, right? And watching you watch that was (laughs) more entertaining than the thing itself. But it was just plagiarism, basically. Pastiche to the point of, like, cotton candy disgusting i mean a a xerox cheap copy of led zeppelin
1: it wasn't even that good it was like 15 year olds trying to do led zeppelin in the garage really sad and they raided their parents old clothes right exactly right so what (laughs) Right. And when
0: people say, even the conversations we've had, uh, we had a conversation with my sister Maya around the dinner table the other night about talking about Ariana Grande and a conversation. We had a big conversation about Lana Del Rey was about appropriation and where the line's there. And all of that can be said, but I think this is how to take an influence and really hone something that's clearly you can see like
1: if they didn't say that those were the musical guests I would have thought that was a parody
0: right yeah whereas (laughs) whereas this work I think builds on so much of not only what you're saying in terms of pop art but I would say there's a lot of sci-fi like paperback book influence there's it's the look of it is altogether surrealistic with all the oozing and everything certainly more and uh other stuff we'll look at but also the airbrushy thing i'm thinking of like you know pablo cruz albums i see in like record bins all the times where everything is airbrushed within inches of its life or even Kansas has this album that I've had that I haven't even looked at called Audio Visions where everything is the highlights are super highlights and even I'm the biggest fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that's my biggest fave ever right and if you look at the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics and what they were doing with like covers everything is airbrushed within an inch of its life Uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird the point where every single building and light bulb and light fixture everything has a highlight that's drawing way too much attention and the values are like completely crazy but there was a time not so long ago that this is obviously referencing where everything was super highlighted with these like airbrushy effects that he's building on Oh
1: look a from look. an era from an is era that's
0: not so long ago, that it's vintage, but it's not vintage. It's also familiar, and especially for this music, for Tame Impala, which is building on, like, psychedelia, and it's electronic and modern, but with Kevin Parker's voice is very John Lennon-y, kind of. So th- I think this is the most successful illustration can get, where it gives a visual depiction of what you're going to listen to. that this really fits. So I think that's what's really strong about this. So we're going to go to a fave of mine that's probably lesser known to people.
1: A fave illustration or band, album. Band and album. Okay, fave. Oh, okay. That
0: I found out he did the work for and... It, this is like you look at it and you go oh no duh but of course it could be you know copycat or whatever but it's like oh brilliant so this is mr heavenly which is a super group of three guys one guy from islands one guy from modest mouse and so this is mr heavenly um so islands modest mouse and there's one more guy from another band who i apologize but don't really know also i love this you're gonna see, there's a relationship again that he sees the entire package as being interconnected. We're gonna have clear through lines and it's really well thought out. So oh, just bring take it on look. already. Just take okay,
1: here we go. Oh, I don't like this. Are you disappointed that I don't no, like
0: this? No, it's not my favorite of his either.
1: But... So, uh, how to describe this? Okay, so the background seems to be, I don't know, like a plum, a deep plum color that almost comes off as black. And then- It's grapey we have hmm, they almost look like stencils
0: this album's from 2017 the form, it's called boxing the moonlight
1: forms okay there's figures and limbs and oozy stuff mm-hmm. and yet also sort of a surrealist kind of almost decurrico kind of thing I don't know okay and like a moon some kind of sphere in the background puddle on the right hand side I don't know just and it all looks like it's stenciled, right? Yeah, that's the looks, airbrush. Yeah, the airbrushy yeah. kind of quality.
0: You want to flip it around?
1: And now I'm going to get to look at the second side. And on the second side, okay, so the second side now. Oh, that's clever.
0: That the words. are the all words backwards. The words are backwards,
1: and so the whole thing is like you are looking at it from behind the scenes. That that. It's pr- like that a. Plum thing was actually a wall and now you're looking through at at the other side of the wall and there's like there's um it's
0: like a cardboard cutout.
1: Yeah. Right. Well no it's it's like on the scenery on the stand. Right. This was scenery and now you're seeing behind the scenes. I, so it's written backwards except where it isn't. Like <laughs> it when it really gives you the details sure. in a little it isn't you can actually read so, that. So that's before okay.
0: before I open it up, I want to say I've looked at this quite a bit. And I want to say I think the weak point we're going to see, as far as my estimation goes, and, and I can say it's probably um, true about my own work, is I think figural stuff is less successful. So there is a figure here at the center of this. And what I think it helps to know is some of the songs. Because this illustration in one illustration references multiple songs. So there's a hammer, right, in this kind of like bang pow comic booky shape. And that hammer is fallen on the back, right? And that's a reference directly to the song here, Hammer Drop. The hammer dropped.
1: Well, it's quite literal, it, it is isn't quite it? literal. Okay.
0: There's another song on the back, thin blue line. We get the thin blue line right there. Boxing the moonlight is a reference. Where's
1: the ref- box? There's moonlight.
0: Also, uh, <laughs> uh, more than one moon shape. Also, boxing the moonlight is a lyric that comes from uh, the song "Making Excuses," which is on the back here. Yeah, uh, pink cloud compression. Here we get it, pink cloud. To try everything and achieve, is
1: lyric, uh,
0: right? Which I really respond to that, and
1: it's all lyric referential, but
0: seamless in, in one a, image.
1: In a, it's all in one together in one image, but it's also kind of simplistic, right, uh, depictions of it. It is what he's, you know, thin blue line, there's a blue line, hammer, there's a hammer, pink cloud, there's pink cloud, and you just kind of glob them all together.
0: However, I'll say, I think another part that's successful and that's holding it together is let's talk about the palette a little bit. So again, we get a limited palette. Right, we have the blue color.
1: Which is a robin's egg blue, I should tell people. Yeah, that's good. And then... And uh, we get the
0: gradations of that, right? right. We get the highlights and the the shadow, so... But the shadow there is also the reddish color, which is next to it. It's reflective of it, which helps with the illusion aspect. And then we get these, like, pinkish reds, and then we get the yellow-red kind of gradient thing.
1: I think there's something... There's something doodle-like mm. to his work certainly like you know doing straight lines and then having them go kind of crooked I think that's like a pretty standard doodle that people oh, do yeah. isn't it yeah. it's just like if you were listening to the songs and they said pink cloud and you say oh I'll make a pink cloud and sure. then the next thing comes and so you draw like a piece of it So D- if you were sitting there listening and then doodling the elements kind of
0: I'm sure but I would also say there's a volumetric quality. It's like taking a doodle and then almost giving life to it. In a what if it was an organic living thing that existed in real space?
1: Maybe. And when I doodle, I do gradations and shadowing and stuff.
0: Yeah. I do wonder if he had anything to do with the type design because there's something so vintagey about that type. And especially then this like very simple kind of uh sans serif font that's the actual album name is very reminiscent again of those like old cheap records of a certain era. Okay, let's take a look inside. We get that yellow to reddish pink gradient.
1: Yep, there's that.
0: Mr. Heavenly type is now no longer the mustard yellow that it was on the cover, but it,
1: well, it's the We still have the mustard in room. the
0: Right, but and it's in
1: degrading, but uh, yeah. We still have a font that's too small for me to read. Hate that. Okay. All right. And then on the other side. We get the shot of them. Kind of like shot The shot of the three guys. Kind
0: of like the Kevin Parker thing. And then this is a super Ooh, cool line. Oh,
1: look at that. All right? Ooh, it's playful. Uh-huh. It's playful. It's like and a tie Does it feel heavier to you? They it's are. A, this heavier, thicker thing going on. They are, and it's uh, colored honestly, vinyl does tend
0: to be heavier. It
1: is. It's. It looks like one of those purple bowling balls, you know, <laughs> yes. like with the with the marbling the in marbling, it and stuff. Right. Like that's what it looks like. But but he let go of the color, like now it's it's uh, it's I, not the same. Is it the same purple? No, it's I
0: purple. wonder it's if.
1: I, don't, it's I like wonder it.
0: if he had anything to do with that bit because I know in the packaging of the Tame Impala, of course, he did because there's no illustration. But that's all design work, right? There's no illustration. Yeah, here
1: it's not the same purple as the plum, which leads me to think thing on the which front. leads
0: me to think he didn't do the type either. I think that's a separate thing. Whatever. So I don't know how how much this has to do with him. But, but it, was,
1: it was just so cool. It right. looks like a purple bowling. And, <laughs> and I think I think it's if, thick. It's almost like you know when I my. My parents had old seventy eights. Mm-hmm. They they were thicker right, than they, the than the, the thirty three. They're LPs. like platters. Yeah, right? kind of.
0: But I think altogether the packaging is like an interconnected thing. Uh, the design, <laughs> the th- thin lines and every, I think the design kind of helps, which obviously isn't his doing. But there is, I don't know. Y- you like this one less?
1: I don't find it as compelling. But I mean, I'm struck now watching you do this, like. I'm struck with the sort of Christmas morning sort of thing about an album, right? Mm-hmm. You open it up, you look at both sides, and then you, like, it's it's like the box that you open, and there's another box inside, and then there's <laughs> another box inside, and then you're like, and then you get the prize, and the prize is the purple bowling ball of an album, <laughs> you know? It's just so, you know, it, it has that sort of, ooh, what is it? Mystery thing. Right, and I, up.
0: I get these are obviously new vinyl we're talking about an album from 2015 and then one from 2017 but i get new vinyl now that's just on it's black vinyl which they say black non-colored vinyl has better sound quality i've heard but i don't know if that's true but when you don't have all of the packaging kind of nuances and thoughts it's like less me there's so much thought about the inner relationships and that's why like Again, speaking about the Grammys, the Grammys gives awards for like package design and art direction and for <laughs> albums. Yeah, but
1: not on the air. <laughs> like that's the one that goes on <laughs> before the show. All
0: right. I don't know. I that's St. Vincent. The one next, this, yeah. yeah. Okay, so go now to we're song. now we're gonna transfer kind of away. So that's
1: okay. So we're done some, with the albums. That's now. some musical
0: examples. Okay. And now we're gonna look at the editorial illustration work. And I wonder what you'll think. We're going to look at one I think that it's like it, it hurts me to see because it's printed in the newspaper itself so it loses all the color. There's so much we're talking about that's color related and he posted the illustration on his Instagram and I saw what it really looked it like. It looked really
1: all, vibrant. With and... all the
0: colors and to see it on newsprint in black and white is kind of interesting. interesting. So we're going to go chronologically through uh, stuff. So this, these two come from uh, he, he did two illustrations that were for two articles from the New York Times Magazine from last year that was all about driving and like driverless cars and things. So take a look at those two first. I want to describe them. This one goes like that.
1: So. goes like that, not like this.
0: So what are you seeing?
1: Wait, I need some time here. Okay. Do
0: you notice anything immediately different between the editorial work and the album artwork, say?
1: No, actually, I'm kind of struck. In this illustration, by the motifs, they keep coming back. So we have this, the rainbow, the stripes. You want to describe what it is? So it looks like there's a silhouette of a, you see from the, I I would say, like the upper torso and the head on a figure that is non-gender. Can't tell what the gender is. It's facing an automobile. From the automobile, there's, there are, these again sort of pinstripey kind of lines like the ripples ripples that that echo the shape of the automobile and they are rainbowy
0: mm-hmm. the same kind of rainbowy that we saw right in the now inside we've got that album
1: and then we have these sort of uh, kids illustration book kinds of clouds and a crescent moon up above all of that. So like this purpleness mm-hmm. keeps coming back. The stripes keep coming back. Now apparently we're talking about a car. So there's a car but um,
0: Well, so I'll say I think, well you look at this other one maybe. I'll talk about this. You know,
1: I would think now that I've seen this other work, like maybe I say that's a silhouette but it might be a cutout. Like, you know what I mean? Depending on how you look at mm, it. I don't that's
0: know. true. There is some depth in it in right, so I don't know. But I will say I think this is probably the weakest of the works we're gonna look at. But just to expand on some of the things you said, here's where I think like I don't really like this kind of backlit figure with the car approaching. I'm not sure how successful that is. And like you say, I think the problem with this one is everything is a little bit too rendered. It's too clear that surrealistic thing is kind of beyond the ripples, not really there.
1: So I don't have a problem with the figure in the front and the car facing. It has this sort of feel of that famous Tiananmen Square picture Mm. of the guy facing the tank, right? So here's this figure facing and I think, vehicle. I
0: think like you said, there's a point to it being not only as a, a figure in a positive sense, but I think there's also the cutout thing of the negative, because I think it's about driverless cars. it's about. Also, oh,
1: it could be the car.
0: Right, that's why you get the the, car could be the depth menacing. of there's a highlight shape in there.
1: So the gar- car could be menacing, the stripes could be trying to show movement. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I mean, I I do understand it, but I think, I don't know, I don't really have a, a great sense of the space in this illustration. It's very square and it's very symmetrical. And to me, I mean, the clouds help to kind of offset that maybe. Because
1: oh, I think the, the clouds and the moon are kind of hokey looking.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. And I look at the clouds versus this bottom part. And I'm not really sure it's this, it exists in the same. Right.
1: Anyway. I'm moving on to this next one. Yes. Which is really. I like this one
0: quite a bit. This one, I think there's a lot more to talk okay. about. Okay.
1: So we are looking at a horizon. Mm-hmm. And the bottom of this horizon is, I know, shocking to hear, purple. <laughs>
0: that purple gradient kind that of thing. That purple gradient the, thing is going on. The dark on. black purple. And
1: there is a curvy road with, um, like uh, what do you call those broken lane? Dividers. Dividers uh, painted on it. And I know this will be shocking. Mustard yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, that top, so that's the bottom half of this horizon, the top half of the horizon is mustard and and purple, but it's like the sea of holes i was you took the words out of my mouth that's
0: exactly what i was gonna reference
1: and and, okay (laughs) and jutting out from all of in the center of all of this are red i don't know from like far away small red stop sign like things but they also look like um
0: a train almost
1: no the dragon kites
0: okay sure but it's like a long tube almost. yeah
1: that right. you see then gets smaller mm-hmm. in the in the horizon
0: that's some of that optical op-
1: so these are red stop signs but they don't say stop or do they or do they
0: look at the shapes of the white
1: maybe they do maybe. They do, but then there's like
0: it's almost like a what you would see as like an alien kind of
1: or a bar barcode or yeah. something that's canceling out that uh, in black that is that is superimposed on top of the stop sign, and this too is repeated all the way back in right. the dragon thing.
0: Also, we have again that kind of comic booky pow shape. Pow shape. I think it's interesting. I've it. looked at this a lot. The highlights don't permeate the barcode thing. They go behind it, which I think is kind of weird. Right.
1: This is like, right, where is that barcode? Right. Overall?
0: I wonder about that because spatially that doesn't make sense to me. The sea of holes yes. thing is exactly what I thought about. It's so funny you said that. We I we love have, the sea of holes. Right. We have head. the same points of reference. But I think, again, we get this thing in the multiplicity and using multiplicity as a trick but, of the yo- eye yo- all right so all
1: right next one
0: what do you think then we get this one this one came out last week i think that's really uh, clever right what's interesting to me about these is uh, this reminds me again of what you said about the mister heavenly album we're looking at an illustration that's like a kind of crater like southwest kind of scene that has then a lens superimposed over it and it's about Color blindness.
1: It actually kind of looks, I thought it was like a cell phone, right? Isn't it about an app? Oh, is that what it is? The article. So I thought it was kind of like a cell phone on top of it, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of sure. looks cell phony. And so the, let me, so we have these who What
0: I was going to say is it makes me think like the Mr. Heavenly album, there is an element to this of being quite literal of like this, the color registration difference here is,
1: Right. That's what I was about to describe. Literal, the color blindness. What I was about to describe was the background is <laughs> with purple and mustard, mm-hmm. and um, but the craggy who do kind of um, uh, landscape face, yeah. is in very muted grayscale with a little bit of mustard. So it's
0: not grayscale. Well, it's not grayscale. Those are earth tones.
1: Okay. But then superimposed. I think
0: she might be colored blind just looking at it. Superimposed
1: <laughs> on top of that is this cell phone shaped.
0: Well, it's a rectangular shape. It, okay. It's if,
1: rounded on the edges. I don't right, know. Right, but it's more, dinner.
0: it's like a pane of glass. It's not. Got right. any of the buttons. All right, or... so there's a
1: rectangular thing with uh, rounded edges, which we're reading as different things. But my point... the
0: I'm sure it's meant I to elicit What I didn't them. get
1: to yet was that the same landscape now in within this triangle is kind of looking like uh, colors of uh, a Georgia O'Keeffe mm-hmm. uh, or these famous sort of... Um, I thought the southwestern yep. landscaping things and it's all about color blindness that
0: sun and horizon kind of treatment is very reminiscent of we were in denver at the art museum there and we saw a whole special exhibit of her work and then it's very reminiscent of that absolutely i agree okay okay so now let's look at so this is the one that's in grayscale this came out in the the same issue of the paper. So that was in the magazine and this was in the paper itself. So this is about the North Pole but completely done in grayscale.
1: Okay, so the it says which way to the North Pole and we're looking at a sphere with kind of latitudinal lines right,
0: it's the on it.
1: Well, except there's no... There's no demarcation of, of like continents or anything like that. We're sure. looking at a
0: sphere. It almost looks like one of those giant exercise balls people sit on for yeah, exactly. like a, an office chair. And
1: then there's this like drumstick. I would
0: even say a thermometer. Kind of, it looks like <laughs> a glass mercury like thermometer.
1: And so it looks like a hole has been melted, or what? Uh, some kind of hole has been melted, and the and this stick. is now on a slant. Right, the pull. It's all in space and backlit.
0: Right. We get the highlight on the stick, right? That very pointed point of light. And also the highlights inside of the hole that show like this ridge... This artificial right. kind of like looking rich. Right. there's a very kind of Looney Tunes kind of cartoon aspect and it's almost right?
1: a Looney Tunes kind of feel to it I don't know that I would ID this as the same artist so very different in black and white
0: That's it's so telling to me And like I say I saw it in this and then went to the paper and said oh my gosh I have to find it because we had gotten it but I saw it from him first and to see it in color is a whole different experience that you know that's just how it goes this
1: is in color on his Mm -hmm. Instagram? Oh, that's interesting Okay, so let me guess the colors Okay, Okay. I'll find it as you talk, go ahead So this space thing is this plum purple Mm -hmm. and and the drumstick I'm going to have is that mustard yellow No? And I don't know what to make of the sphere What would the sphere be? I don't know, green, red, blue, blue, blue Blue, huh, got it Oh, so the It's that same. Issue. Yeah.
0: It's more that like teal.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm happy to see him adding teal to things. I thought he was getting a little bit in a rut there. I like
0: this color for the stick. That it's kind of mauve,
1: maybe. Yeah, that's his. That's his, <laughs> That's his purple coming back. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Wow, look how very different that is. Isn't that funny? Yeah. You completely you lose the gradient, which I
0: think you know. really speaks to how important color is for his work. Well, it's not an ineffective;
1: it's certainly oh no portrait. It's not an ineffective picture sure. in black and white, but it's which um, tells
0: you the strength of his use but, of values. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Okay, so now we come to the segment wherein I ask you on a scale of one to ten, one being I'd like to forget we ever had this discussion or. <laughs> And ten being, I'd like to see more of his work. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, other Stop. album work or when the paper comes. I'll if I, I'll know to look for his stuff. I'll recognize his stuff. What do you think? Scale of one to ten.
1: Solid five. Okay. I'm so sorry because no, I know that's... you like really love 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 him.
0: I do, but. Um, that's acceptable because that's, oh, that's like... Oh, that's acceptable? That's an average, right? That's like, an average. Ah, it could go either way. I, I don't...
1: Yeah, I I think you made the upper <laughs> echelon kind of high. When I'll all be excited to see it. I, I don't know. Well, I don't that's think.
0: always it's, really... All right. Plugs? Anything to plug?
1: Nothing to plug.
0: Any pop culture things you're into you want to share?
1: No, I've been mostly spending time with my dead ancestors. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I do that every week. I say, oh, I'm doing genealogy. Uh, okay.
0: All right. You can follow me on Instagram at rock and... And then two L's, rock and roll. Uh, you can always email us at rejuco at gmail.com with thoughts, questions, suggestions. And you can find us on SoundCloud under my name, A-R-I-D-I-N-E-R-O. And you can find us on... Apple Podcasts, just by searching Mom and Pop Culture. We ought to come up. So, listen, subscribe. If you leave a review, that will help other people to find us, because that'll boost our signal and we'll know that people are liking the show, and we'll be able to react to that, hopefully. All for the greater good. Leave us comments. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Let us know that you hate the show. No, I'm kidding. Please don't do that. That would make me so sad. (laughs) Until next time, you must say goodbye. Bye. Bye.